love it. I love it. Very, 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 very good indeed. Now, talking about things very, very good indeed. We've not had it for a while. And that is Professor Kenny. And the show, and I've got it written down, so I'm not going to get it wrong. The show you didn't know show. Sorry, the, the, <laughs> I still got it wrong. The stuff you didn't know show. <laughs> and uh, we do it as part of the morning show, but it becomes the podcast, which is actually episode five. 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 Episode five. Tech. Talking tech. Yeah, talking tech. Oh, I'm excited about tech. I love tech. In fact, the whole studio is uh, run on tech, and without it, uh, we did a maths week. Um, uh, well, last week, actually, it was maths week for one one uh, school. That was the international school. And this week, it is maths week for the primary school. Primary school, it? And they're coming in to see the amount of maths that we use. And luckily, I don't have to add it up myself. There's an electronic machine that does it like a computer. And talking of computers. Talking of computers. How old do you think the oldest computer is? Uh, I would say something about uh, Babbage time, Babbage machine, that 18, 1800s. No, no, uh, earlier than that, I think. Was it eight? Yeah, maybe 1800s. I don't know. So we're going a lot older than that. We're going 2,000 years what? ago. 2,000 years ago. So they used the word computer, and when they use that word, it basically just means something that can run by itself. So you, you start it, and then it can run things on its own oh. automated oh that's good um i'm gonna absolutely butcher the name because it on. is a greek name here we go uh antique mechanism the, again 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 daddy the, again professor uh, antikythera antikythera we have to look that up yeah we'll have to look that up and how that's said <laughs> but yeah so it's um greek uh, off off an island, and that's the island, the uh, the name of it. I'm not going to say it again. Um, made from bronze, um, and it's predicted that it was used to basically track the universe and stars and planets and things to help with farming and oh and, right. And so so it's like um, I suppose almanac's not the right word, um, though they use almanacs to do that sort yeah. of stuff. But um, I suppose they need to know when when it when to plant, when not yeah. to plant. Yeah, yeah. So it's wow. basically to, to help track track that. And that's two thousand years old. Around about two thousand years old, they reckon. Um, and it was discovered by a, a, a group of fishermen who were sort of diving around trying to catch, obviously, fish. Uh, and then one of them started bringing up bronze parts, and then after further sort of investigating, they could piece it together, and wow. they found out that it was. An early computer. That is amazing. I yeah. did not know it went that far back. I supp- but I suppose man is ingenious. Yeah. No matter yeah, what yeah. age they came from. I mean, they invented fire, they did this, they did that, and they've yeah, done yeah. all these tools. So I suppose it was only natural that they're going to look at something and say, well, save, save us working that out on a piece of paper. Let's make a... Uh, yeah, the, the, the name of us. whatever you just said. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's always that, like, we always strive to be lazy so we can get build something to do it for us. And they do say you get the, get the man who is the laziest yeah. to design something because he'll he'll make or she will make a fabulous job of it because it's... Yeah, it's <laughs> I was always told that. University. Saving time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I suppose it's a bit like I've seen um, quite often in uh, markets, you see a, a big brass... I don't know whether you've ever seen that. a big brass circle and with carvings on. And then 
it's got carvings on the inside and they're all symbols and that is a that oh, is okay, a, yeah, a calendar and it's a it's like well it, it does the whole whole millennium and stuff yeah, like yeah, that yeah. which is so so they were doing things like that quite yeah a, i think it's sort of a version like that but it could run itself so you didn't have to move it every so often to keep track it would just do it wow that is very very clever very clever clever what's what's the um computer wise i mean you've got a computer on your wrist there in the form of a watch yeah. yeah um has that changed your life i would say yeah i would say uh it's changed it but in like ways you wouldn't think give me an example so so as a teacher, we obviously set lots of tasks and we say you've got five minutes to do this, ten minutes to do this, whatever, whatever. This sounds very silly because obviously it's a watch. But you can set timers straight on it. So it will automatically go off five minutes. It will automatically go off in ten minutes and things like that. Like, I know that seems very... No, I I, I have I used to use my... Well, I still do. I use my phone with, yeah. the, with the timer. And, and as I said, well, you've got seven minutes to do that. I put seven minutes yeah, yeah, in, yeah. bang. So yeah. like doing that sort of thing as a teacher... I used to always tell the kids as well, and if they're listening, they can close their ears now so they still believe the myth. But I used to tell them that I could put detentions on <laughs> for my watch. <laughs> well, as long as it works, that's, that's fine. That yeah. is great. Now, computers, uh, that's quite a small computer. It is a small computer. Uh, and I was doing something about the space, uh, you know, landing on, on, uh, on the moon. Yeah. And they were talking about the computers there, and there's more, apparently, computing power in your watch oh yeah yeah than there ever was on on board the 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 man the module that landed on the moon yeah yeah and i think to myself wow but i suppose at the time it was leading edge tech yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and and if there's nothing else better then that's the best in the world yeah you can't you can't magic out of nowhere you got you got to progress through i guess yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I do think it's it's amazing the the stuff. And you you said something about the smallest computer. Yeah. So uh, IBM. So we, uh, most people know of IBM, the big big computing. They have sort of a competition where people try and make the smallest possible computers. Um, the smallest they had at the time was three milliliters uh, milliliters millimeters by three millimeters. Keeps trying to say liters there. Uh, so that's quite small. They've now made one even smaller, and it could sit on top of a grain of rice. That is small. It's very, very small. Now, I, now the, the question that raises in my head, why would you want or need a computer that small? Yeah, so that's the thing. They, they have the competition to try and make it, and then they try and find uses for it. So they sort of do it after the fact. So the ideas that have been suggested, uh, none of these have actually been used for yet. Uh, they've just been suggested. So one of them is in cancer studies. So it's small enough where you could potentially put it into the the cancer, like the part of the body that's, that's suffering from cancer and get data from it that way. Um, oil reserve monitoring. So you could put it into the, the pipe work or put it into the tanks and you could keep track very easily without it being a big sort of bit of machinery. Um I also read one that they could put it into somebody's eye if they're having problems with the pressure inside their eye and, and monitor it. Which I have. So they, you Glaucoma. could get a computer in your eye. And then the best one, I think, is they've been attaching them to snails or they want to attach them to snails to just track snails. 
<laughs> now, I have to say, now, I, uh, I like snails. Yeah, I, I, I could eat them, you know, I really do like them. But I cannot see the point of putting a, a mini computer yeah. on a snail. What are we going to find out from that? I guess we don't know what we're going to find out until we do it. But the idea is basically it's small enough where it wouldn't affect the snail. So it wouldn't be like a weight to it. Yeah, yeah, because it's so small. Whereas at the moment, I think I'm guessing the way they do it would need a bigger computer. I'm now picturing a snail walking around with a laptop on its back or something. Watch. Yeah. Watch. It's got an Apple Watch strapped to it or something. Goodness me, I'm thinking. Sorry, just conjuring up some strange images. Let's take a break there for a tune. You two, hold me, thrill me, kiss me. And uh, we'll come back to our fabulous program, which is called, I know, I know what it's called, I've written it down now. <laughs> the stuff you didn't know, Sean, I did not know. You would even think of trying to put a computer on a snail. Now, if you're hearing noise of happily uh, playing children, that's because I got the window open because there's a very odd smell in the studio. And I found it, I discovered what it was. It's a, it's believe it or not, it's a coffee cup that's had a, a paper coffee cup, coffee cup with coffee in it, which has gone soggy and gone a bit mouldy. It was behind a, a computer, and uh, it's the smell was pretty bad. It smelled a bit, smelled a bit like something had died, didn't it? Yeah, it was. Anyway, we found it, and uh, so I. I apologise if you're visiting the studio later. <laughs> We've got all the windows open to get rid of the smell, but um, I'm glad. I'm glad we found it. You are listening to episode five of our fabulous podcast, The Stuff You Didn't Know Show with Professor Kenny. And we've been talking about a, a computer that, that can fit on a grain of rice. Why would you want to do that? But we've been talking about that. It's very interesting. And we've also been talking uh, about the oldest computer, which is something like 2000. 2000 years, yeah, yeah. And that was for working out orbits and yeah. eclipses. Tracking the, the stars and things. Amazing. I mean, I wouldn't even know where to start to do that yeah but we were talking about tech that that we like i every time i see this tech and it's quite simple now but every time i see it it blows me away and it's uh, the gps yeah you know you can be somewhere and you're watching and you're moving and it's moving and and i think to myself wow that is so good and i'm trying to work in my head how do they how do they do it i know it's i know it's complicated but it's it just i think wow that is a superb piece of kit but you've you've got some kit there that you're talking about yeah 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 so uh, one of the things i i'm really fascinated by and i wish i knew a lot more about uh is 3d printing um this is something that i've seen sort of developing over the years and stuff and at first it used to be little tiny tiny things and they would take days or weeks or whatever to make uh, but now there's some amazing things that can be 3d printed um a company in america uh, has managed to print a heart, a working uh, biological heart, uh, no bigger than a rabbit's heart at the moment. It's very, very small, but it only took about three or four hours. So it's like, uh, and that's the same stuff that you can buy in Maplins or wherever you buy your. This one's a little bit more advanced than sort of your, your generic 3D printer, but the same technology. Wow. It's just obviously because they're doing biological stuff it's they it's set up a bit different but exactly the same technology as would be in a, a standard printer i saw printer. i saw a, a big one a yeah. huge one using cement 
Yeah. And that was amazing. They actually made a house, and the, and and it was circular. Well, you probably have yeah. to be, wouldn't it? But I'm supp- I suppose you could make it non-circular. Yeah. But it just would. Uh, it was like squirted toothpaste on top of it all, and then it all sets. And then they built it in about, I think, a, I think two days. Yeah. And it was amazing. And you said they got that in China. Yeah. So I watched a, a TV show the other the other week. I think it was Channel Four. It was it was one of the UK TV shows. And um, I can't know his name now, but some comedian basically went out, came over to China, and he met a guy who's three D printing skyscrapers, and he could three D print a skyscraper in about three to four weeks. He said, um, and he'd done it. It's not like he just said, "Oh, I could do it." He's actually done it, and he has this whole sort of village built with this three D printer. And it's like you said, it's like toothpaste. So. Obviously, uh, for people that don't know, 3D printers work on, you build layers. So you build sort of your first layer, let it dry, then you build your second layer on top, and so on and so on. So basically, they're just squirting toothpaste in a shape. Once it's dried, they then put the next layer on, and next layer on, and next layer on, until you get however tall you you want it to be. And you can design all this on computer, uh, so you know what it's going to look like before you've... uh... And at the moment, with 3D printers, they're getting to the point where they're so consistent that you you can just click go and you know it's going to look exactly how you want it to look i have got a, a question about that i wonder how they keep the concrete flowing they must be connected all the time mustn't they? yeah so they i know with the plastic ones sort of the ones that we have in school there's like a reel of plastic and it's constantly feeding through with the concrete one i think it's sort of they've got a cement mixer constantly going and it's being piped through and that's something that they, they need to think about is it needs to dry quick enough so they can print the next layer, but not too quick that it's going to get caught in the pipes. And Oh, yeah, of course, because yeah. at the end, the end's the chance of, of it going yeah, solid, yeah, isn't yeah. it? And we've all had, like, blockages with with ink cartridges. Yeah, like pens and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, they obviously need to be very careful of that. But uh, I think what they're, they're doing and what the guy was sort of talking about was he has one where when it hits the air, it starts to to uh, solidify so as long as they keep the pipes going there's no air in the pipe they're, they're fine wow <laughs> wow yeah. just it blows it absolutely blows me away and uh, you you said there's a this guy in america's got this uh, uh he's building a house yes yeah, so this is really cool so the first ever 3d printed house um so in china it's now become really big but the first ever one that was done was in texas and this is a house, just a sort of, not a massive house, sort of, uh, I would say, it, big enough for one person. How long do you think it would take to build a house for one person, bedroom, kitchen, bathroom? Is it concrete? Concrete. concrete. So like, imagine, like, if you went on holiday and you had a little, like, uh, I don't know, what you call them, like a studio apartment type yeah, thing, yeah. like that sort of size. Right. Uh, a week? 24 hours. It took <laughs> wow. 24 hours, not including obviously wiring and stuff, but everything was built. Um, I, I wonder if they could do this for like refugee camps. So that's the idea. That's what they, they, they're starting to do. They want to build some quick way of building houses and very, very cheap. This costs less than $4,000. And this was the first one ever done. So obviously more and more and more, it gets cheaper and cheaper and cheaper. So you could build... And obviously, you can make it as big as you want. He obviously made it quite small because it was the first one. But once you've once you've got the technology, you could 
in theory, go as And you could make it mobile? In theory, yeah. As long as you had everything that you needed, you could do this anywhere. That is that is pretty exciting. Yeah, and cuts down on waste a lot. Because you only you only, you only use what, what you, need. you need. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I, I must stop saying wow because I think I'm <laughs> trying to think of another word or just be quiet might do the trick. Um, I, I I thought about something very very simple which would cut out printers, cut out everything. Yeah. You know Lego. Yeah. I would just make very big Lego bricks and build houses out of them. Real houses. I guess that's sort of what we do with bricks, though, isn't it? Yeah, but but we have to make bricks from... Oh, it's the same minute. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I'd discovered something really unique there. Thank, the, you. Thank you for pointing that out, <laughs> Professor. There's a, that's why he's a, a professor. There's a better use for 3D printers, what I personally think a lot better use. So we've had making hearts and organs and trying to solve a very big problem. We've had building houses and trying to cause solve a very, very big problem. A better use for 3D printers. What do you think? A better use? A better use. Uh, well, certainly, I, and I can give you a, a bad use of uh, 3D printers, and that's making weapons. Yeah, that is definitely a bad use we, uh, we don't like. No, we no. don't, because it's uh, dangerous and anybody can, can make Anyone it. And it's been it, yeah. banned now, hasn't it? Yeah, they're starting to put in laws against against that so it's not nothing to do with weapons uh i don't i don't know so when i think of when i was younger i loved the movie spy kids yes and in the movie spy kids they get this box and they put it in the microwave and they hit the button and it magically turns into a full meal like burger and everything you can now 3d print food (laughs) you're joking nope (laughs) and the best part about it so (laughs) the one i looked at is a pizza and the best part is it cooks it as it prints it, which means you don't have to print it, then cook it. You can print it and eat it. Now, does it come out with all the colours? So the picture that I've got, and I don't know if you can see it on your screen. Hold on. I don't know if this is the picture of the pizza. Uh, if you just go down. Oh, oh. But oh. It, if that is the picture of the actual pizza, then it, I would be more than happy with that. <laughs> That's very good. That's quite a thick crusted one yeah. as well, isn't it? It look it for people that can't see it, it it looks like just a, your standard pizza that you would maybe throw in the oven like And we've all done that. Yeah, yeah, I, I love them pizzas. But this doesn't just do pizza. <laughs> oh, it does pancakes, it does cakes, cookies, and in the the best one and the one I'm still a bit confused about, ravioli. <laughs> Why would you want to make ravioli? <laughs> The best part is they're just going to pack it off the shelf. <laughs> they've probably just gone through all of this and then they've gone, what's something else that everybody would want a 3D print? And someone's gone, ravioli. And they're like, yeah, let's do it. Ravioli. <laughs> oh, man. But I have noticed that in all of these... Sorry. Just... <laughs> obviously, none of them include meat. Well, you, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't be able to... Well, I suppose if, if you were, like, let's go back to China, yeah. the, the sort of home of tofu, yeah, yeah. you could probably get tofu liquidized and, and, yeah, yeah. and if you wanted to. I have to say, it's, that is not my favorite No, I'm not a massive non-food. tofu. Well, it's food, but you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, like, so I'm wondering whether that would be possible in the future, but then I don't get how you would... Well, the, this could that? be a, a paper. This could make you... What, what's above a professor? 
I don't know. Well, you could be one of them. Yeah, I could be one of them. You could be one of them. You could make your own, uh, you could print your own certificate. Yeah. <laughs> 3D certificate on the wall for Professor Kenny. <laughs> Fabulous. 3D printers. I remember when they first started, and I got, I've still got it. Um, I've, uh, one of my pupils was uh, really techie, and uh, this was before they were very popular. Our school got one in England, and I was leaving, and he made me a, a headphone hook for my studio at home and I still got it I use it screwed on my screwed on the table and I just put the do my show then put the headphones on it and it's absolutely great I always think about him he's, he's a really great guy but I thought what a lovely gift yeah. for me and it was because I've, I've used bent co- coat hangers yeah, nails kitchen hooks you know, cup I- hooks at the proper job I think now. that's the best part about 3D printers where they'll get to the point where everyone has like at the moment I think nearly everybody has a printer like a normal printer at home or has easy access to a normal printer if everyone had easy access to a 3D printer like we were talking about um, if say you buy something off Taobao or Amazon or wherever instead of them having to make it ship it then deliver it to your house they just send you a file you click print prints it next to you or just down the road. Easy. Very good. That would be amazing, especially pizzas and <laughs> order your Domino's <laughs> takeaway and they just send you a file. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, all right. Uh, uh, yeah. I don't, I, I'm, not, I'm not 100% convinced about that, but I think it's great, and I'm sure other, other very, very clever people will work out other uses for different things. We're yeah. going to... On the show, this is the stuff you didn't know show, and I didn't know you could make a pizza from a 3D printer. That is just amazing. We're going to have some um, Smokey Robinson for those of us listening on the wireless. If you're not listening on the wireless, well, you can print yourself a 3D copy of Smokey Robinson and the Miracles and see if you can get some sound out of it. This is Baz Riley and Professor Kenny, and we are part of, in fact, we are it, aren't we? We are it. And not to be replaced by machines. Nope. But we will be checking on that in a minute. Uh, the Stuff You Didn't Know show. I, I've, it's been an eye-opener for me. We've been making pizzas with uh, <laughs> printed printed pizzas. Oh, just. Uh, the thing I, I did mention uh, a while ago on one of our podcasts, there's a guy, he was uh, out in Colombia, and he was so upset by the waste coffee. Yeah. And what he did was he actually got the grounds and talked to all the coffee people because loads of loads of coffee yeah, all over yeah, yeah. And he's made glasses frames, ah. uh, recycling. And you know, like certain certain things that glasses yeah, in yeah, particular yeah, yeah. can't be reused again. Yeah, yeah. But the frames he's made, they, they're solid, they're yeah. fine. But you can just uh, do something to them, and they just biodegrade. That's good. And he just got the idea because he was fed up seeing all the. All the coffee, all the waste, all the waste yeah. everywhere. Now, uh, we've talked about printers, we talked about computers, <laughs> and now we're talking about robots. Yes. So, what I find interesting is that there are some jobs out there that are being more and more automated. And you were talking like with the radio, mm. the fact that the, the song choices can be automated and things like that. So, I found a website. Uh, I found it, not a robot found it. I found it. <laughs> Are you a robot? You've been asked that question. Are you a robot? You know, when I, you... Oh, I, I always remember it. It makes you laugh. Do you know when you're filling in an online form and it gives a little box and you're supposed to tick it to say you're not a robot, which I find really funny. Um, I saw a picture where somebody was buying a car 
and the car salesman printed the page and made them physically tick the paper box to say they're not a robot. <laughs> I was like, brilliant. Um, anyway, so this website is called uh, willrobotstakemyjob.com. So you can type in your job and it will tell you how much currently is being done by robots. And by robots, it means sort of like AI and automation and stuff. And then it gives you like some facts and how likely it is in the future and things like that. You're going to put my job in? Yeah. So putting in radio and television announcers. So that sort of covers you and also covers television. Um, at the moment, it says 10% of that job is done by automation or AI and, and things like that. Uh, it says your automation risk level. Ooh. Ooh, where we go, where we go. You are at no worries. Ah, good. Perfect. And it predicts that that percentage is actually going to go down in the future. Do you know why that is? Go on. People... When they use when they use automation technology, uh, it takes away the personality of the the yeah. presentation, and people get bored. And nowadays, you can actually tune into like uh, Spotify, Apple Music, all those things, and make your own playlist. Yeah. So, automating something, you've got to have you've got to have something that's unique, and we do that with the the personality. Yeah. It doesn't always work on this show, but, but that's, what, that's what they say. What about your job? Uh, my job. So uh, so this is an American website. So it sort of has secondary school teachers and middle school teachers. And I'm not quite sure what the difference is in terms of American school. But secondary school teachers, it says 0.8% is currently done by automation. And it's predicted to go up a little bit. But the risk level is totally safe. Which I think is fair. I think with things like teaching, yeah, it could be done by a robot. But once again, like you said, it's the personality aspect of it. Yeah. Having children just sat there and if they were just spoken at by a robot, they most children would switch. I'd switch off, to be honest. Yeah, I would. I, I think would. Most, most would switch off. Talking about robots, behind you on the wall is uh, a picture. And you know what that says in Chinese? That, See it? that one just there. See it, the big one there. Yeah. Uh, no idea. <laughs> well, 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 the gist of it is technology will change your lives. That's, That's what it cool. says. And you know who wrote that? Was it a robot? It was a robot. Oh. <laughs> a robot wrote that. Cool. And all the kids come in and say, well, that's very good. That's better than my writing. And then one, one kid came in and he said, well, it can't be that good because at the bottom he's missed and gone over the lines for the, for the box squares. Which he has, the computer yeah. has. But that was from Robot Town, just down the road here. But do you reckon they did that on purpose to make it look more realistic? Uh, oh, I never thought of that. That's Because uh, everybody thinks it's been handled. Yeah. But I, I thought it was quite uh, poignant with what it's saying. Yeah. Uh, it's very good. Because I, said, I remember um, reading a thing and it was they were trying to get a robot to make a piece of music and then trying to convince people that it was a real like person making the music. But to do that, they would purposely programming mistakes so while it played the piano instead of perfectly hitting a key he might catch the next the one next to it but it would just be like the, a glimpse of it but it was the program like the computer purposely added that in to make it sound more realistic ah that's interesting but it didn't pass anyway people realized it was a robot, yeah but. yeah because once you if you'd heard it again yeah you'd hear the same yeah yeah that was the problem and you'd go oh hang on yeah yeah 
So uh, we're we're safe in our roles. We're safe. Uh, apparently, it says though middle school teachers are slightly more at risk, but I don't really know. What's a middle school? Yeah, that's what I thought. I think it's an American. That's your homework. Yeah, I, I need to go away and and research that. <laughs> but it's it's still saying no worries. It's just the percentage is a little bit higher. But we've got outside. Uh, as you go out the door and turn right on our yeah. corridor, we've got, a, um, got help from Hamish Williams, and uh, it, we've, we've, he's done a huge back to the future of radio. Yeah. And uh, what we're going to do is going to have a competition and ask the kids where they think radio will be in the future. Yeah. And I'm going to ask you, as this is we're talking about tech. Yeah. What do you think is going to replace radio delivery? Uh, anything i mean is it is it still going to be here i i have my own yeah. view about it but yeah. i'm asking you that's interesting isn't it i think it's definitely still going to be there but i think there'll be a lot more i i might be completely wrong but i think it goes back to what you said i think that they there'll be a lot more popping up with like personalized radio because they'll be able to sort of track your name where you live and stuff like that and they'll be able to add that into the show so like if you go on apple music or spotify and you click like play this playlist and there'll be points when they say okay ryan now we're gonna listen to whatever and they'll be able to know your name and they'll be able to and it'll go all crazy but i think it will you always need that personal that personal touch of it's a person at the other end and they're not always focusing about you they're talking about the world and things like that and making it more interesting. Yeah, yeah. Because I think if it was just about you, like if it was just about me, I'd be like, Get I don't bored. care about me. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I talk to myself all the time. I don't need a, a radio to do that. Excellent, excellent. Yeah. Well, I, I, what I think about radio, I think that the, the the delivery of radio will be different. Yeah. And the listening of to radio will yeah. be different. And I think there'll be implants in in our bodies yeah. somewhere where it'll be if you want radio or you want a communication device just, you don't carry a phone anymore i think it's in. just going to be wired in yeah. where and how i don't know but to me it just seems to be the next the not next i'm mean, not talking about next yeah, year yeah, yeah. or the year but but you know in there's the already people got things implanted in certainly in america you know these door cards yeah yeah They've got the door card implanted into their skin. People have done that in England with the Oyster card. So in London, the travel card, they've got that implanted. So they just tap their hand. My my problem with that is, well, what happens if they suddenly change from Oyster cards to something else? <laughs> hand got to come off. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so what, what do you think? Not necessarily radio, but what do you think is going to be the next big thing? Next big thing. Um, or something that might be starting now that's going to become big, a lot bigger and uh, a lot more important. Um, I, think, I think this artificial intelligence, being able to, to understand things and, and, and then have a response to those things... Yeah. I think that is quite exciting, but I also think it's quite dangerous yeah. as well. So I think AI is definitely the. the I've seen, I've seen some uh, scary sci-fi programs yeah, yeah. where you think that you know there's a guy in a chair and he's been far, taken over, yeah. and it's and you think, but and then you go, well, maybe, yeah, maybe it might. 
we don't know. Yeah, yeah. It's all our sci- sci-fi uh, films yeah. coming into one, isn't it? It's crazy. I don't know. So I yeah. think AI will, AI will be where the next development is. Yeah. I think. Yeah. It, it sort of has to be because there's so much put into it. There has to be something. But I guess that's already Siri, for example. I, I looked down then thinking my phone was going to go off. But is that that's the crazy part. So yesterday I was at my friend's and uh, she has a um, sort of like the Chinese version of, of Siri. And you wouldn't have even noticed it was there. There's no big box, there's nothing. And we're talking, whatever, and she's like, oh, do you want to listen to some music? I was like, yeah, yeah. And she just starts talking in Chinese and then suddenly music starts playing. And it was so seamless. There was... Like, at the moment, if I want to do it with my phone, I have to say it, wait for it to respond. Then she just talked, and then it spoke back in Chinese. And she was like, oh, um, I just asked to play some song, and it said, what do you want to listen to this time? But it said it in... I thought it was just like she was on the phone. I was like, this is crazy. Hmm. Like, it was so seamless. I think that's going to be... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I think it'll be something. I I do like those speakers where you can... I've I've got the Google... Uh, thing connected yeah. uh, in the house and, and actually you know people say oh they're watching you they're listening yeah. to you and I'm thinking well everybody's do that anyway. doing that <laughs> everybody's yeah. doing that it's not going to change well Professor thank you very much thank indeed you. it's been a while it has yeah, but yeah. it's so nice to have you back in the studio and uh, I'm, I'm going to say to you about the homework you're going to find out about um, the, the different coloured pig no I'm, I'm, wondering, <laughs> I'm wondering what, what, do you, what do you think we're going to be talking about next week or are you going to surprise me uh, we can we can have a think. I can't. I'm not sure right now. We'll okay. have a think. We'll okay. have a think, and I'll let you know. Well, Professor Kenny, what a guy! What a guy! Uh, the stuff you didn't know show presented by Professor Kenny and myself, and this is episode five. And coming up, that you just had technology, by the yeah. way, and a little bit of chat about. Uh, well, it's all been tech, tech. It's based, all been tech, and it's been very, very good indeed. So thank you, and I'm going to know. Now do a bit of tech, and I'm going to use some voice to control. Play Oasis, please. Look at that. There you go. 